Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> well, welcome back to another episode of Maybe, Maybe Next Time. time. This is William Booth, my co-host, Simon McCormack. Nets Nation, Karis, me down. <laughs> Hello, Nets Nation. We are back as we are each and every unrelenting week to talk all things Nets Nation. We've got a busy agenda this week, as we do each and every week, Simon. Mm-hmm. Uh, packed, filled with all the Nets news you can use. Uh, we have a very special episode this week. It is the nickname episode. Yeah. It is now a semi-annual tradition. Yeah. Uh, we've done it once before, basically. We're about to do it again. We've got a lot of new players. A lot of new hilarious nicknames to come up with. Yes. Um, we've got other things on the agenda include the now weekly edition of KD's Corner. KD. <laughs> Do it. Katie's Corner. <laughs> How are the people going to know Katie's Corner's coming? If this you one's a good one, folks. This one's a good yeah, one. Yeah, no, this is juicy for sure. Uh, order in, yeah, like 15 to 20. Yeah. Um, so we've got a Katie's Corner coming up. We've got... Of course, Karis's extension to discuss. Yes. And that, folks, I think is going to be a little meatier than you're anticipating. Um, we've got a new segment I want to introduce. I don't want to spoil it now. Okay. Um, and then Joe Harris making the team. Oh, yeah. That's pretty much the segment right there, but Joe Harris has made the team. After which, we will hit the nicknames hard, but we got to get to the news yeah, first. Yeah, that sounds right. Um... Is that a good? Is that good for you? Do you have anything you want to add? Last minute additions? No, I think uh, we're going to be here long enough. <laughs> uh, well, thank you for joining me. It's a it's a lovely Tuesday night yeah. in New York City. It's about to get hot as balls again. Oh um, really? But it has been a refreshing few days of not perpetual sweat. Though I know you don't experience sweat like most other people. No. Great. (laughs) Uh, Katie's Corner, Simon. Let's go there. So um, this week's edition of Katie's Corner uh, is brought to you by a uh, Twitter post that is a repost of a photo from Instagram um, from one of Kevin Durant's uh, associates. Say who it is. We I, need to talk about this. Man. I don't even know who he is. All right, Christopher Lavinio. We can we can pause. Uh, we'll, we'll keep going with yours. But we're going to come around to that name again, Christopher okay. Lavinio. Okay, so he has tweet twittered a he has tweeted a uh, an Instagram photo of Kevin Durant in a um he's on a device that I would describe as a. Uh, tube treadmill. It's not. It's like nothing I've ever exactly seen before. It looks like he's on a treadmill, but though you can't really see his feet because they're covered or legs because they're covered by this sort of tubing that I would describe as like what they use to make like the beach water park uh, slides. Mm-hmm. Um, it. So he. So he is. So you can't see his legs. So yeah, he's on an inner tube. Thing. Yeah, but it, it looks like like sort of the magician's trick where you cut your your person in half. <laughs> yeah. There's literally like four feet of his body is obfuscated by a plastic thing. Feet are below it, and his torso is above it. Whose feet are below? Right. And whose torso right. above? Exactly. Like it does look convincing, like his torso right. above. But those are just feet below. Right. It. it is like the most obvious. Hey, this could be a wildly doctored photo here. Yeah, so now now the caption to this was something like one step at a time or something like that. Now Bill Mont It was not so that was exactly what it was. Okay, one yeah. step at a time, ellipses. Yeah. So I the thing with that I wanted to, to say about this, Bill, is that Obviously, the whole point of of this segment is the sort of, you know, these posts that are sort of outrageous and speculative always. But this one in particular stands out because in the past it's been like a picture of of Kevin Durant with two crutches, a picture with him with one crutch, then with zero crutches. And you and I, though we're not medical professionals, understand that 
two crutches is worse than one crutch. One crutch is better than no crutch. Mm-hmm. So we can sort of get that at a base level. This one, I have no idea what that means. I don't know what it means to be on a tube inner tube or uh, a tube um, walking machine at all. Um, so I just think these things have have reached a, a totally new level. Well, your boy Christopher Lavinio, mm-hmm. I have done a little digging on Instagram, uh, and his feed. This is not his feed that I went to over here. Uh, his feed is exclusively Christopher Durant. I'm sorry, a Kevin Durant recovery mm-hmm. videos. Okay, um, I think. It seems to me, and he is like a a known um, social media person. Okay. Uh, and appears to, yeah, exclusively. I can't find it right now. Uh, anyway, so he's got like seven or eight other ones, some which may have been featured on, on Katie's Corner before. But that seems to be all that he does is like hang, occasionally hang with... Kevin Durant, and then take photos of him. But each one is shot in a way where you're like, if I scrutinize this for like a second, you don't have to put a tinfoil hat on, but it's like, I can't really see the foot I'm supposed to see. <laughs> like, he is upright on two feet, but like his left, the injured one will be in front of, it'll be like a back shot, and his right foot will be like obscuring the other. Like, you can't tell if it's in a cast or something. Yeah. And, but they're, they're all meant to suggest like this slow, or not slow, <laughs> rapid recovery. Recovery that right. he's going through, but they're all extra. You know, like like anyone can have a headshot that is amazing looking, <laughs> um, and most people aren't amazing looking. Uh, every this guy can find every angle to make Kevin Durant look healthy. Yeah, well, and I I just hope that they continue in, in this vein of like Kevin Durant doing absurd things that it's hard to understand exactly what stage of the process is, like, I don't know, like, juggling fruit in, like, a hyperbolic chamber or something, like, oh yeah, here we go, <laughs> he's cooking, baby, right. get that chamber that, That's month six activity, yeah, not month two. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I, I gotta say, Katie's Corner is... Mm, we have had a number of segments yeah. throughout the the storied history of this podcast. A mm-hmm. hundred plus episodes. We've had pst, it's gossip time, headline of the week, a uh, number of, of other things. Uh, my agonizing stats starter. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll get back to that once there are stats to discuss. <laughs> uh, I mean, we could spoil the, the uh, Joe Harris is on the, the USA team now and talk about his stats if you want. Okay. They're like one for thirty-two on the team so far. I mean, he's been horrible on the uh, on the USA team. Oh, has he? I mean, I I know that he hasn't been getting many points. I haven't really looked at more than that. Yeah, I mean, he had a, he was a starter and he had five points. They right. scored ninety some points in the game. It, I, I'm guessing he did not have a great game. But but the point is, all of these segments have come and gone, uh-huh. <laughs> and. This one has some real staying power. And I think it's more than just we want to mention by far the biggest superstar on the team every time. Because I still, like, he hasn't done the press conference. It's not real to me yet that he's even on the team. But it is just this funny cottage industry that keeps on giving. Like, literally someone somewhere is posting some totally fantastical image of Kevin Durant basically being ready to suit up <laughs> October 23rd mm-hmm. at Barclays Stadium. Yeah. Anyway, great recommendation for a uh, <laughs> for a segment. Um, Woj tweets, Nets sign Karis LeVert to four-year $52.5 million extension. Initial reaction, thoughts after the initial reaction... Where are you at with this right now? Uh, I'm I'm really uh, happy. I'm really happy. I don't think that we could have hoped for anything better than than this. Um, other than that, he doesn't suffer another catastrophic injury. Um, because uh, I I just um, you know as as I think we talked about when we made that bet, like this was what. I th- this was in the range, if not maybe a little bit below the range, where I thought like 
that's a good extension number oh, and yeah. just not thinking that he would be interested in that. I couldn't I can't I I cannot believe he took less than 20 a year. This was it's like a little less than 17 a year basically. But it's like 17 and a half per year, but it's like that's the average, yeah. It's like 16, 17 and 18. Um so that's a steal. Mm-hmm. If and this is a massive if he Manages to stay healthy. Yeah. Uh, which there's no precedent to suggest he will. Yeah. Right? Like, he's never played a full 82-game season or close to an 82-game season. We played 71. When? Uh, not this year, obviously, but the year before. Right. As a reserve. Yeah. Um, wasn't the breakout year that we'd hoped. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, if he if he plays 70-plus games a season for the next three years, I think that'll probably look like a steal. Oh, yeah. Uh, Dan Devine at The Ringer wrote an article that I sent you. Yeah. Uh, I think generally positive about the deal. As, as everything I've heard is that seems like a very team-friendly deal. Uh, people are largely surprised that, especially in a free agency class next year that's so thin that he didn't wait around to get that paycheck. Yeah. Um, and that there's no player option or anything like that on this. Mm-hmm. We have locked him down to a pretty good deal. But Dan Devine does point out some things that I think has been lost somewhat. Mm-hmm. From both our conversations about Karis and, in general, Net, Nets Nation's considerations of Karis LeVert. Somehow, like, we've been skeptical of him before last season. Then he came out and he looked so good and he played so well in the playoffs that and now we're all just sort of convinced, like, oh, well, then he's basically an all-star. Like, he, Karis LeVert is an all-star mm-hmm. um, if, if, if healthy. Uh, but he brings up some things worth worth noting. Uh, the first thing was that ESPN's real plus minus and player impact plus minus, um, two of the you know metrics that are supposed to capture the full range of a player's contribution to the game, uh, both have Levert as a net negative, even last year in his breakout season. Certainly some of that was... Uh, due to his recovery time from yet another injury. Mm -hmm. But still, uh, noteworthy that he is not a positive in those things because usually players that people generally regard as great have a positive (laughs) real plus minus. Yeah. That that's that's assumed, um, and he's not usually spoken of. At least I don't remember him being spoken of as like a really inefficient player. Um, so I, I, it it was struck me as odd that he had such bad RPM um, rankings, and then he said that sixty two player uh, sixty two players logged as many minutes as Levert and used as large a share of their team's offensive possessions in twenty eighteen and nineteen. Only six posted a lower true shooting percentage. So that's also not good, and something that, again, I've never really thought about Karras as an inefficient scorer, uh, but that suggests he's a pretty pretty inefficient scorer. Um, his three-point percentage definitely isn't great. It's horrible. And this was the thing that really jumped off the mm-hmm. page to me. He's got a 69% free-throw percentage. Yeah, last year. Yeah. No, I know. That that has definitely flown under the radar, because I was well aware of his three-point shooting issues. Yeah. Uh, no one ever considered him a knockdown three-point shooter, and we have definitely discussed that. But I, I thought that like his ability to get to the rim and get to the line uh, was something that was lauded, obviously, as like, oh, he's way better than D'Lo in that regard. He must you know, therefore be a more efficient player. But that's a terrible free throw percentage, especially for a guy you're going to depend on to make some open shots. Yes, it, it is. Um, that's absolutely true. So, um, yeah, my only my only response to that is, I mean, one, it is worrying, and I agree the free throw thing was something that had flown under the radar for me as well. Um, Not surprising. We're getting all of our Nets information from <laughs> people like ourselves mm-hmm. who just want to see them through rose-tinted lenses. Yeah, um, absolutely. <clears throat> but um, the other issue is the only thing I would I, I sort of say to sort of comfort myself about those two stats is that 
I sort of think of last year's Karis LeVert year as as similar to D'Angelo Russell's year the year prior. That year, D'Angelo had, like, the first, I don't know, 18 games or something. He was pretty much great. Mm -hmm. Then he got hurt. Then he came back, and he was pretty horrible um, when when he came back. And that was pretty close to how Karras was. He was he was good for a shorter period of time at the beginning, then just had awful, awful... I mean, I remember turning to you at, like, one of those games and just being like, Karras LeVert is terrible. Like, he just yeah. couldn't make a shot. He was turning the ball over. He was just a nightmare for so many of those games coming back before, like, the last eight games of the regular season, he was decent. Right. No, <laughs> there were... There were some uh, some harrowing moments in there for for all all people in the block. Yeah. Uh, upon his return, but by by season's end, everyone uh, was pretty vocally saying Karras is the best guy on the team. Yeah, <clears throat> I mean, which it, I never fully, right. I never oh, agreed. Absolutely, with, I, you'll never. Yeah. I I just wonder. My 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 last thing on this is I I do think that it raises the cue because I also think that some of this. Some some of the like Karis Levert non um, attention I think comes from the fact that some of his stats are similar to D'Angelo's. Like some of the concerns around like up oh, he uses the ball too much. Up oh, does he make other players around him better? Uh-huh. Is he really a great shooter? Are um, similar to D'Angelo and he he was sort of the focal point of of last year's season. Um, but I think similar things can be said for Karis. Is he Good when he doesn't have the ball. Those stats that you just mentioned would indicate no. He's a terrible spot-up three-point shooter. That's especially That's worrying. That's extremely worrisome. Um, and I think that it's definitely great that he's better than, say, D'Angelo at getting to the basket. Like, I do think that's a skill that that it can, it's impossible to <clears throat> underrate, especially in the Nets' offense. Yeah. But he's not, um, you know, he, he's, he's not, like, Elite at that. He's better at that than any net right. of last year, or at, at least as good as Spencer. Right, right. Um, and they, they. I guess Spencer is a slightly better shooter. Yeah, but only pretty slightly. Yeah. So you know that those are concerning. But honestly, I, I, I it's concerning. But at that price point, again, unless he is sitting on the bench with a foot injury um still fine you know what i mean yeah, like, no i, I think I, it's <laughs> like it's starter money <laughs> yeah and he should probably be a starter mm-hmm. it's gonna look very bad if he's not uh one thing i think we should discuss and i know you want to discuss is the ian begley article yeah uh and i would just say i'm gonna hop up for a second but i would just say and i want to hand this the mic over to you okay uh to sort of break down what you took away from the Ian Begley article. But when we're talking about... Uh, this is a really good price for Karis LeVert. Um, it's, you know, low starter money, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I'm just wondering, does this mean we're not going for... And we're not going to try to extend uh, Torian Prince? Yeah. And what happens if Torian looks... Mm, 90% of Karis, and what could we get him for relative to, huh. to Karis? But anyway, tell us a little bit about the Ian Begley article. Interesting. So the the Ian Begley article, which I urge folks to actually look up because I'm not going to give a, th- a really thorough breakdown of here, uh, but uh, it is a story about what the Nets cap situation looks like in the next few years. Um, basically, the, the quick rundown before we get into the implications here that Bill has already foreshadowed, is that for this year we're over the cap but not in the luxury tax. For next year, um, unless we do not sign... If we, if we don't sign um, Torian Prince and Joe Harris, we probably won't be in the luxury tax. If we sign even one of them, we have about $15 million. Um probably we will be in the luxury tax. And then the year after that, that's where things get very interesting. That's right. the year that, for one thing, Spencer's contract goes up a little bit to $12 million, 
And uh, that's the year that Jared Allen would, if we kept him, be making non-rookie money. Yes. So we would definitely be in the luxury that year. Almost certainly be in the luxury that year. Spencer's would be a player option, so we could potentially get off of that. Um, Especially if he (coughs) begins to tire of being a backup. Uh, That said... It's okay to be a luxury tax team if you are a finals contender. Yes. Yes. So it's not inherently bad, but this team actually has to be good. Otherwise, we're just going to be extremely expensive. Uh, we're going to be like a Hornets or something like that. Right. Or, a, yeah, or at best a, 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 a Thunder. Yes. Um, I'm starting to get more uh, sympathy for the Thunder as we enter this uh, mm. this situation because it really shows that you don't need that mu- you don't need an obvious powerhouse team um, to be staring at the barrel of a luxury tax gun. Um, but so so to me, I I think what sucks about it is that um, we won't really know how good this team is next year when we have to make some of these decisions. Have to make decisions on whether to extend Jared Allen, decisions on whether to sign Torian Prince, as you mentioned, and whether to sign Joe Harris. Um, yeah, um, I yeah, totally agree with you there. I think they're going to know by the end of this season whether Jared Allen is going to be a a guy that we can't not let go. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think. I think that decision will be made this season just by his play. Mm-hmm. Um, so that won't be dependent on like how good the team is next, next like together next year. Um, but yeah, for sure, the Joe Harris and the Torian Prince are are going to be massive decisions. And those are two players that, at least in in theory, will look much better when Kevin Durant is back. So, for example, Torian Prince looks better as a three. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe Harris looks better as a backup too, or whatever. Or you know, maybe you want Torian. You know what I mean? Th- those are more valuable players when you do not need to shove them into like the three and the four, and you can move them to the two and the three. Yeah. One thing I, one other, f- maybe final thought I had on mm. this article, which I did think was, you know, we're getting we're becoming a very expensive team very quickly. Yeah. Um, the DeAndre signing looks even worse. Yes. <laughs> like, he's going to be making $10 million a year each of those years, and that, we'll see. I mean, he could have a, a comeback year. He could buy in and be fully, you know, the old high-flying DJ of, of Clippers lore. Yeah. But uh, definitely could not. Can and I, probably won't be in, <laughs> in definitely in, in year three four. years, or in, <laughs> and certainly not in four. Yeah, no, that 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 third year is going to cost a lot of money. Let me uh, just quickly give you a a uh, prediction, Bill, which is that in the twenty twenty one twenty two season, I predict that either Jared Allen or Spencer Dinwiddie is not with the team. In twenty twenty, so not yeah, yeah, yeah. This year they're obviously both there. I think next year they will both be right with the Nets, <clears> but <throat> the next year. Well, as I've said over and over, I don't think um, I don't think Jared Allen will be because I do right. think he might be traded this season uh, for another another big name. We'll see, and Joe Harris could get wrapped up in that as well, so that decision might be mute. So moved. what? So what? I, I know we're we're maybe wanting to move on this, but but that actually makes me think uh, of a cue for you, Bill. Do hmm. you think that this Karis Levert? So this Karis Levert signing does impact him. Probably not being in a trade next year for a couple of reasons. One, I don't think he's trade eligible before, like, some period of time, or maybe not. I don't really know how that works, but I know that he had a poison pill thing. Did you see that? No. Okay, so there's some sort of poison pill-ish provision in his contract that says that for this year, when he is trade eligible, I don't know if he's immediately trade eligible or what, what that works, but some at some point this year he will be trade eligible, but for, in terms of... Um, Outgoing salary, meaning the the sun, the sorry, the Nets, um, shipping him to another team, uh, he will count as whatever he's making this rookie year, like two point something million. So that means that the the, the Nets will be getting a trade 
exception and trading a player that's worth two point four million, ah, right? Okay. But on the other end, the incoming his incoming salary for the, whatever team it is, say the Wizards, would be thirteen point five million, um, which is an average of his his this year's salary and next year's salary. Okay. So that I think is is intended. I I would sort of describe that as the like no Wizards clause. Uh, because I think I assume it's meant to make him less attractive as a, as an asset in, in a trade for a team that's like simultaneously trying to get rid of a big name, but also would love to get some uh, salary cap relief. Hmm. So Karis is with us for the, for the, the long haul. I mean, I think this, I think this contract they put him on, unless he just becomes a complete pariah due to injuries, I don't. I, I think this is too good of a uh, a too team friendly of a deal for him for them to want to to get rid of him anyway. Yeah. Uh, do you think Joe Harris, due to his absolutely horrific play in the playoffs <laughs> and seemingly <laughs> comparably horrific play in the FIBA World Cup uh, prelims prelims? Um, augurs something bad for next season for Joe Harris. I have I'm I raised that question with um, Seth with Seth. Um, I have been feeling bad juju on that. I, I will say the numbers I have not paid very close attention, but I will say it seems like Joe's uninspiring numbers are uh, a function more of. Um, Lack of shot attempts rather than like bad shooting percentage. There, it's not like great or anything, but he's like had games where he's like one for two, okay, uh, two for four or whatever. Um, and also, yeah, but 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 uh, yes, he's not setting the world on fire over there. But at a very depleted Team USA, he was horrible in the playoffs, as you mentioned. I do wonder. I mean, I, yeah, I I share that fear because I've seen. You know, we saw Alan Crabb blow up. Um, you know, for two years, uh, shooters are pretty, uh, can get in their own heads there. There's quite a lot like that is definitely just a skill. It's like home runs where like you can, it's so difficult Mm -hmm. to do even at a professional highest level that a lot of things can, you know, it's a mental, uh mental thing as well as a physical thing. Yeah, for sure. Um, and he did, you know, uh, he must be doing something right if he made Team USA. Um, but good to keep in mind that former net Mason Plumley also made the team. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right, final section before nicknames. It's a new section, Simon. It's mm-hmm. called Why Billionaires Are Inhuman Monsters. Oh, great. Uh, <clears throat> this is a direct quote from dearest um, uh, outgoing owner... Mikhail Prokhorov on building Barclays. Did you see this? Yeah, I think so. (laughs) He is quoted as saying, a small but very significant crowd of Brooklyn community organizers were dead set against dismantling the rusty railways and old buildings to clear the area for the construction of the future arena. Uh, But the price was really appealing. So, as someone who was living in that area and patronizing at least one extremely good bar that was one of the quote-unquote old buildings buildings next to the rusty railways. A little offensive, but uh, not at all surprising that a billionaire sees any impediment to whatever the fuck they want to do to make a huge amount of money as... Just a few people kind of annoyed by something. But there were, like, literally people chaining themselves to the uh, Freddies. And um, <laughs> I don't know. It's just uh, must be nice to be able to look down on that and be like, oh, petty, stupid idiots not dating supermodels on their yacht. <laughs> like, their yeah. concerns mean some, nothing. Some people are afraid of change, Bill. That's all it is. Um, and 
whatever it is, uh, six years later, we're still waiting for the completion of every other building that was meant to be built contemporaneously to the stadium to actually be functioning. Some of the apartments are now rentable, but none of the commercial space really is open yet. And, um, there are still vast construction zones that have no end in sight because they never had any intention of developing that. <laughs> right, right. They were meant to always be construction <clears throat> zones. Right. They wanted to rip it down <laughs> with their eminent domain. Okay, but that brings us to nicknames. Woo! <laughs> so we did this a few years ago. Our, our friend of the podcast, friend IRL Tim, suggested we do it again uh, when he saw that Robert Williams of the Celtics is nicknamed both the Time Lord and, I think, the vastly superior Boo Butt. (laughs) Um, Which is just a a wonderful nickname, Boo Butt. Uh, Then in Athletic, uh, in The Athletic, the online, you know, weird sports thing that's very popular. Mm -hmm. Uh, It just came out with an article all about best nicknames in the NBA. Unfortunately, the Nets did not make top five in the East. I picked out a couple of my my favorites from the article. Okay. Did you read what I said? I I saw it. Okay. Skimmed it. So I really like Sime Ojale of the Celtics Mm -hmm. had five uh, nicknames. First one is is fantastic. Muscles Jesus. That's <laughs> really, really good. The other one's far less good. Uh, but my favorite one in that whole piece was Dante DiVincenzo's. No, you I know don't Dante know DiVincenzo? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Villanova guard. <laughs> Villanova guard. Uh, Ginger. Yeah. Uh, red red haired. And thus and thus far flop, right? Uh, I think he was injured for a lot of last season. Mm. He was not certainly didn't get a lot of shine on the Bucks, but hard to break the rotation of a 60-plus win team as a rookie. Uh, his nickname is The Big Ragu. <laughs> Which I thought was fucking amazing. Yeah. And also, just to temper expectations, way better than anything you are about to hear. I mean, I can't speak for you, but no, I know, I know what fair. I came up with, yeah. and I promise you it's not very good. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> our list last time we had solicited uh, suggestions from Reddit, a place I have been too fearful to go for some time. <laughs> uh, just it is a toxic. If Twitter is is nasty, Reddit is it's uh, vastly more psychopathic older brother. Uh, it is it, it was killing kittens for fun by age six. Okay, that thing is a terrible place for humans to be, uh, especially on any sub. No matter. How innocuous! Like, hey, we're all fans of the same thing. Oh, wait, we hate each other and want to kill one another. That's right, of course. It's a Reddit. It's a, it's a net subreddit, um, which I think I might post this to. Uh, give you a timestamp for this one. It's about anyway. Uh, but we had a suggestion from a guy, a user named Fajita Tits. I don't know if that's still his name. Last year, uh, and I think I I fucked it up on the. I, I said Doctor Blocktopus last time, but it was Doctor Blocktagon, mm. which is a, just a fucking brilliant name for Jared Allen. Yeah, uh, and I I wish that took off. I feel like it could be a good Flatbush and Atlantic uh, shirt. Yeah, Doctor Blocktagon. Um, a couple funny ones from last time that I did that I think are funny to like just to read and think about where we were at last time uh-huh, we did this uh-huh. uh, for Alan Crab my my nickname for him was Alan in quotes probably better than Andrew Nicholson question mark Crab right yeah that is a <clears throat> that is a time that, time stamp right that, is. that uh i i hate to have been right about that mm-hmm. i think andrew nicholson would have given the nets more last season oh bill that's um, that's ridiculous mozgov i had where did all our cap space mozgov go where mm-hmm. did our cap space go? Mozgov. Uh, why won't you just Mozgov away in that mm-hmm. same vein? And an inexplicable one that I read back, and it took me a couple minutes. I do think I figured it out. Rondé Hollis Jefferson, I had given the nickname Monticello. 
Yeah, it, exactly. It, crickets. Because uh, I, I eventually figured out, I think it's probably because Thomas Jefferson's estate is Monticello. Yeah. And Rhonda Hollis Jefferson shares a lot of name it. with it. So anyway, this time we're going to come up with way funnier <laughs> nicknames for all the new nets. And folks, there are a lot of new nets. Yeah. There are ten new nets. Yes. Uh, all right. We're just going to go through quickly, say what we got for each one. I'm going to tell you what the basketball reference nicknames are, if there are any. Half of these guys don't have basketball reference yeah. nicknames. Unsurprisingly, there are some duds. KD, Kevin Durant, our biggest superstar, uh-huh. comes with basketball reference nicknames of Durantula, KD, Slim Reaper, The Servant, which is odd, and Green Room, which... Uh, also somewhat inexplicable to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Someone not that familiar with him. What's your nickname for Kevin Durant? Oh, it's Heavenly. Kevinly. Oh, I like that one. That's pretty good. <laughs> That's so. really good. Uh, and, and what's even better about it, it needs no explanation. Yeah, right. Uh, mine might need a bit more explanation. It's Dr. Moreau. Oh, Why? Uh, well, because Dr. Morrow is this crazy mad scientist who lives in total isolation and tries to um, create bizarre creatures that are part human, part animal. Yeah. Um, okay. And as we've been talking about, like, <laughs> Kevin Durant's never going to do the press conference. He seems like, wildly isolated. He has, like, 70 million burner accounts and is just a generally very bizarre guy. Um, and I think, you know, him and his personal photographer, Christopher Lavignano, or whatever that guy's name is, um, are might be doing some sort of, like, bizarre scientific things to get his leg to grow back in a, in a normal way. Okay. Um, Kyrie Irving's nicknames are Uncle Drew and the Ankle Taker. The ah. Ankle Taker, a truly terrible nickname. <laughs> <laughs> well, instead of the Undertaker. Oh, I understand yeah. what's happening there. <laughs> it's still very, very, very bad. Uh, what are you? Well, not that mine are good. Just <laughs> caveat there. Uh, what's yours for Kyrie? Oh, Kyrie unnerving. He's unnerving. <laughs> So a pun, sorta. Yeah. Okay, so I have a few for him, but you'll get you'll catch on to what they are rather quickly. Okay. First one is gonna be um, it's a place name. It's Chernobyl, comma NJ. Uh-huh. Because he's a giant toxic mess. Uh-huh. The next one, uh, ricin is one of the most um, toxic chemicals known to man. Okay. Ricin. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Other ones are Black Widow, Cobra, or just Toxic. Uh, <laughs> DeAndre Jordan. His nickname is DeAndre3000. Yes. Uh, yeah. What's your nickname for him? Uh, Dr. Double Double. Dr. Double Double. <laughs> Dr. Double Double. Because <laughs> he gets some double doubles? Mm-hmm. All right, not bad at all. I have I have a couple for him naturally. Uh, one is the prom king. Okay, you know that? why? No, because the only reason he's on this team is because he's popular with other players. Oh, um, Bill, yeah. great. So. If it weren't for, yes, how he's a, a, a bro with the, the superstars of this team, we wouldn't be paying him $40 million over the next four seasons. Uh, so my other name for him is Denepotism Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Claxton's basketball reference nickname mm-hmm. is Kevin Durant's The Slim Reaper. Mm. Which... You can't just no, that take ain't, the that same ain't right. name. Uh, what do you got for Nicky? And it's also your basketball uh, pickup guy. Yeah, I know. And he is a great Slim he Reaper. He is a I'm really sorry, good Slim Reaper. That is the best Slim Reaper I've ever seen. Absolutely. He looks the part. <laughs> he is gaunt. Uh, uh, ashen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and very tall. And uh, very skinny. Yeah, very skinny and very tall. Uh, mine for Nick Claxton is Nick the Stick. Nick the Stick because he's thin. Yeah. Um, my first one, I have two for him. Uh, the replacement, mm, because sure, he's going right? to replace Jared Allen, uh, or 
this is a slightly deeper cut on the same exact theme. Stepdad? Uh... Basically, I have the idea of, <laughs> of the... Um, the Mark Wahlberg oh, yeah, movie uh-huh. where like the the new stepdad is like <laughs> right. hot and strong and cool right. and just way better in every way. Just like Claxton is to Jared Allen, he's gonna be better and, and cooler. Now to be I, I just wanna be fair to stepdad fans out there. Yeah. The that plot is actually the reverse of what you're describing because the stepdad is Will Farrell and the re and the like oh, biological shit. dad yeah, is the one yeah. who like comes to visit. Okay. I have inverted so maybe the, real dad. <laughs> right, sorry. Dad. <laughs> Nick Claxton or better known to his super fans, which I number myself in as uh, as dad. Um, Wilson Chandler, one of the most scintillating characters in the National Basketball Association. Uh, believe it or not, folks, does not have a basketball reference nickname. <laughs> Simon, what have you given him as a nickname? Uh, he is... <laughs> Uh, Wilson from Home Improvement. And by that, I mean... <laughs> the ki- Wilson from Home Improvement. <laughs> I kept telling Claire about my various nicknames. She's like, no one could ever chant that. Right. Well, that's some, some of these things are not They're not meant to be chanted. They're meant to be things, read yeah. in a podcast, enjoyed, right. savored, ruminated upon. Right. I, I think that's fair. So so the reason for that is, I don't know if you've ever seen Home Improvement, but there's a guy in that named Wilson who's the neighbor, and you never see all of his face. Right. Oh, he just peeks over the fence. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he's but, got a hat? But he, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But he's always dispensing advice to idiot Tim Allen, and so I feel like that'll be Wilson Chandler's role on this team is dispensing advice. Well, um... Great minds do think alike, Simon. One of my two character, one of my two nicknames for him is '90s TV show character. <laughs> really? Why? Uh, I think because Chandler mm. was an because my first one, my first nickname for him was ten, and I have next to it in all caps, horrible um, tennis kicks. Because Wilson makes tennis gear. Oh, yeah, okay. So, tennis kicks and 90s TV show. Well, let's move to the next one. (laughs) Garrett Temple also does not have a basketball reference nickname, but, and I learned this up looking up his um, Wikipedia, um, his middle name is Bartholomew. Do you oh, know that? But no, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, I don't. I, I'm not surprised by that. I, I don't think many do. But uh, maybe next time, listeners now do. Yeah. If you've made it to <laughs> this part in the podcast, redditors, feel free to leave we, we some nice comments. Up top, we did the new. We, we okay, if in. you're here, we appreciate it. But you, if right, you're not enjoying nice it, you'll have yourself to blame. Right. Open a white claw. Have a nice time. These us. are no better than true. No, they're I, they're indistinguishable. Yeah, yeah. Um, We're enjoying White Claw, by the way. <laughs> a proud sponsor. A proud uh, maybe sponsor. No better than no better than truly. Right. Uh, so mine, mine for Garrett Temple is Garrett. Gotta share it. Because I don't really <laughs> Garrett. I can already tell Garrett Temple is one of the players that I will just skip right through in the box score. You know, there's a, a, like you know this year it'll be like, what did Kyrie do? What did Karis Levert do? Those are the two things that I'm really going to care about. And then I'll be like, oh, how's blah 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 these people. Yeah. Garrett, I will not give a shit about. At most, I'll look at his plus minus, but like I just do not care. So I hope that he's sharing it. Okay. Well, mine is more based on. His middle name, which we all know now, is Bartholomew. Mm-hmm. Um, and my nickname for him, and I do think this works, but it does take some explanation. But once you get the explanation, I think it is a very... I think it's probably my best work on this list. <laughs> the Apostle. Okay, so let me explain. Okay. Bartholomew okay. is one of Jesus's 12 apostles. Ah, very nice. Plus, Garrett Temple's last name is Temple. Which connotes religious, yeah, whatever. Yeah, the apostle. <laughs> and that's just like that's a kind of a cool nickname too. It feels like a Val was Val Kilmer. No, he was the saint um, in that movie. 
wasn't there a movie called The Apostle? Probably. Probably. Surely many a movie is called The Apostle, but uh, that's Garrett Temple's nickname. Good. Okay, good. I'm going to submit that to BR. Uh, Theo Pinson, Simon. Nickname on basketball reference is Sparkplug. Mm. You didn't I, think of one for I this, didn't did think you? Of one for uh, him, all right, no, well, let me think of another rhyme for this. <laughs> uh, Theo the Cleo Pinson. <laughs> <laughs> It is this guy, a Leo the Lion? Theo, better than Mio at basketball, but probably not better than 99% of other NBA basketball players. Uh, yeah, I don't have a good one for this either. Dance cam. Next, Torian Prince. Mm. Nickname on basketball reference, Simon. Doesn't have one. Oh. I know, harsh, right? Huh. Um, I like mine on this. This is one that Claire, I think her reaction to this was, I think I'm going to be sick. Um... <laughs> Which doesn't stop me from sharing it with you all. Uh, it is the basketball p- player formerly known as Prince. Get it? Mm, right. Torian Prince. Yes. He's changed his name to a symbol. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's your best one. Okay. That's your best one. Honestly, that. The Apostle. That is working on. Maybe it's the white claw. Yeah, it's the claw creeping in. It's got its talons in you. Yeah. Uh, mine is terrible. I mean, these are all terrible for me, but mine yeah. is Common Sense Torian Prince. Okay. Because Every one of yours just <laughs> rhymes with it. <laughs> Common Sense. Mamma Mio, Theo! <laughs> Mamma Mio Theo is good. <laughs> so that is because I just think he makes a lot of sense on this team. Shooting. It just defense. makes sense, doesn't it? He He's, yeah, he's gotcha. a versatile player. All right, Jalen Hands. Hilarious nickname on basketball reference that I think we could spend a lot of time talking about. Uh, unfortunately, we don't have much time left. Uh, his nickname on basketball reference is Jay Hands. Just a slight <laughs> abbreviation of his actual <laughs> Yeah, I think his mom That's it, that, that one. You can't possibly list that as a... No. Like, how many guys don't have their full names pronounced? Um, it's not. A, it's also not an especially long name. No, no. It's from two syllables to one. Um, what do you got for Jalen Hands? Hands down, <laughs> the okay. player I'm least excited about. <laughs> Hands down, a player we will never see play <laughs> on the Brooklyn Nets. Um, mine is This Is The Girl. Do you know why you named it that? <laughs> yeah, Because you're looking confused. Okay. Uh, it's from, do you remember Mulholland Drive? The scene where Paul Thoreau, the director, like the hotshot director, goes in to meet with the money guys? I, about, d- I don't remember that film. I'm sorry. Okay. So anyway, the director of the film, of, of the film inside the film, uh-huh. goes in to meet with the money guys. And it's these two, like, mafioso guys. And, and they're like, we, we know who we'd like to play the lead character. And he's like, what are you talking about? We have, like, you know, uh, Claire Danes and all the biggest stars want to be this. We don't need, like, your input. And they just slide this photo of, like, this totally plain woman. They're like, this is the girl. (laughs) And he's like, it's not the girl. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to listen to this. And then they're like... It's no longer your film. <laughs> and then he, his whole life goes to shit because he didn't pick the girl. The point of that is <laughs> <laughs> to bring it back to belo- our beloved Jalen Ann, mm-hmm. second round pick this year, um, is to indulge the glue guy's conspiracy that yeah. Joe Sai forced the uh, front office to pick um, Jalen Hands, and he was sort of the this is the girl character. Also, uh, another nickname you could give for him, it would be just be Mulholland Drive. A little snappier than this is the girl. Also, less potentially perceived as less um, sexist, though that had nothing to do with right. the, the, the name. Like, I'm not calling him a girl right. or saying girl. That would be a negative thing to yes. call him. Bill, I'm not going to Twitter flame you. <laughs> okay, I know, but this might go up on Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> 
Although that would probably excite them more right, than anything exactly. that we've said. Put it on the red pill thing. <laughs> right. Give it a new, uh, yeah. All right, we're up to Henry Ellenson, who, again, has no known basketball reference nickname. Simon, what do you got? I didn't put one for Henry. Okay, fair enough. First one I have got for him, I of course, have multiple. I had a lot of time on the reference test this weekend when mm-hmm. I had to work a shift, so I, I went deep on this. Uh, conflict of interest. Um, because the only reason he's here is due to the fact that Rock Nation uh, represents him, so he's a conflict of interest. Uh, the other one, remember uh, Jason Williams, the flashy uh, white point guard out of yes, Florida? Yes, yes. Yeah, and he was known, his, nickname, his nickname was White Chocolate. Yes. Uh, Henry Ellenson is Wisconsin Chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jason Williams, can I just tell you just really quickly, I know we're running very long, but I, I always thought that if D'Angelo were to kind of flame out, yeah, he would be Worst Jason Worst case Williams. scenario, he's Jason Williams. Yeah. If he just indulged pure D'Lo and didn't try to, like, buy into anything ever. Uh, also, I mean, well, D'Lo is busted for pot, but I don't know that anyone... And there have been some prodigious weed smokers in the NBA, <laughs> but I'm not sure that anyone was quite as prodigious as uh, White Chocolate was. Also a fairly offensive nickname. Yes. Uh, that was a 90s Wisconsin, nickname yeah, that for was sure. extremely of a time. Yeah. Um, final one. My one of my probably my top three player on the Nets right now, David Nwaba. His okay. nicknames on BR are Mr. Dunk and Demolition Man. Oh, good. Simon, what do you got? Uh, mine is Bulldog. Uh, it doesn't rhyme. Nope. Uh, because he's a defensive bulldog. E- <laughs> <laughs> is that correct? <laughs> You put a lot of thought into these ones, buddy. <laughs> oh, I'm upsetting coach. Yeah. Did I tell you Hillary's favorite part of the podcast when I have it on? Yeah. Is when she can hear coaches. Oh, well, there uh, was a segment earlier that was pure coach just chewing that bone and jangling that collar. <laughs> Um, I think this one is really good. This is actually the one I think Claire found the most offensive. Um,. And it's going to take maybe a repeat or two for for it to fully sink in for you. Uh, David Nwaba. Mine for David Nwaba is Mr. David's Nwabahood. Robinson? No. Mr. David's Nwabahood. Mr. Rogers' Rogers Neighborhood. Uh Mr. David's Nwabahood. Get it? (laughs) <laughs> I don't. I really don't get it, Mister. Yeah, Mister. Instead of Mister Rogers' neighborhood, uh-huh. Mister David's Nwaberhood. Nwaberhood. But why is David? Because David Robinson. No, his name's David. Yeah. Yeah. So but instead of Nwaberhood. Yeah, Nwaba. Her last name's Nwaba. But okay, and that the only. <laughs> just to be clear, the only connection that exists between any sort of logical way that this comes together <laughs> is because neighborhood. Is like Nwaba? Nwabahood. <laughs> okay, is that, well, does that work better? Mr. David's Nwabahood. Is that better for you? I, I, <laughs> I guess so. I don't know. I don't think it's... I don't know. I don't... I'm, that is one of the ones I was most proud of, actually. Okay. I think you had been at the desk for a very okay. long time. It was my final one. That was the one that was the hardest for me to come mm-hmm. up with, uh, was was David Nwaba's. Um <laughs> We did have a few suggestions from followers on Twitter. Yeah, thank you for those suggestions. And thank you. Those, those were great. Yes. Um, first is from Seth. You may remember him from last episode when he was on the show. He has a number of suggestions. One is Joey. Uh, it's spelled J-O-3, like an inverted E-Y. Joe3E is how you'd pronounce that. Um, come on, Kyrene, which mm-hmm. is good, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, Foreshadowing. Victory Parade for Tari and Prince. Uh-huh. <coughs> I'm not in love with that one. And then uh, Kevin Durant, <laughs> as in the uh, Catherine O'Hara line from right. Home Alone. Kevin! <laughs> Durant. Yeah. That would be a good um, drop. Yeah. Maybe yeah. we should, uh, yeah, we'll work on that, folks. Yeah. Uh, we also got some suggestions from our boy at 
IRLJZ on Twitter. He said, Nick with a chip, Claxton. Because uh, he's quoted as saying he has a chip on his shoulder. Yeah. Uh, cut him, Claxton. Because he cut quite a bit. On the last in the last season. Oh yeah, and he had a whole statistical breakdown too. To yeah, it was cutting that. where he scored one point two two points per possession and converted on sixty percent of his field goal attempts uh, on his second most common type of play, which was cutting. He moves and moves well and can catch teams sleeping. And then Nick sound the Claxton. Yeah, and then he posted the thing which I had never heard of the Claxton, but obviously I had it not exists. heard of the Claxton either. I had one. Uh, regarding the Nick with a chip, Claxton. Uh-huh. And I think this is kind of fun and catchy. Okay. Chippy Claxton. Chippy? Chippy. Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> that's like a nickname you give a guy, right? Yeah. Hey, there's a little... That's like... That's like... sounds like a George W. Bush nickname. Yes, for it does. Yes, it sounds like... Hey, a, Chippy a over press there! Pool, yeah, a press pool um, a reporter. Uh, so... I I I I did just want to say I I have not listened to the Soldier Boy song that that one of those nicknames is is really sound the to Claxton you. right no I think it was the other one the the one before that cut him Claxton cut him Claxton cut him in Nick the Claxton. style of um, Soldier Boy's cut him or Soldier Boy's something or other anyway sorry we didn't I didn't do justice to that uh, but thank you for the suggestions yes the suggestions were amazing thank you for submitting them. Please let us know how you felt. I mean, my God. If you have made it 55 minutes into this podcast. It's I thought it was going to be, Bill. I, honestly, yeah, we, we did rush through a little bit. Do you want to go back and revisit some of the... <laughs> Heavenly, Kevinly. Heavenly, uh, Kevinly. We could revisit some more of the ones that I did uh, in 2008. <sighs> Um, Midnight and Joe Harris. Uh-huh. What are, what are, As in a... Midnight and Joe Paris. I mean, Midnight and Paris. Midnight right. and Joe I, Harris. Right, I know. Okay. <laughs> I know. Uh, Stevie Nickstauskas. Oh, yeah, we had Nickstauskas, did we? Yeah, at that time, whenever we did this last. When did we trade him? I mean, we had Okafor, we had uh, Quincy Acey. We must have done this before the off-season last time. Yeah, uh, mine for Quincy Acey was um, Raw Diamond, because he needs to get cut. Mm. Harsh. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, he's in China now. Uh, So is Jeremy Lin, by the way. Did you see that? Oh, he signed in China? Yeah, with the... Something ducks. I don't remember Beijing. Okay, good Shanghai. for him. I honestly feared we would get a return of the Lin. <laughs> I think he was. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, we have. I have for Jeremy Lin. Speaking of Jeremy Lin, th- I do not. Oh, actually, I know. Uh, one for me was the owl, because every time someone says Jeremy Lin's name, people look around and ask who, who. I guess because he was out in Canada yeah, or something. Yeah, that's a terrible one. Yeah, that's the other... worse than even your new ones. Right. I know it's terrible. I mean, it is bad. Uh, the Canuck. I mean, that makes more sense because he was spending all the time in the Canadian oh, rehab yeah, at the right, time. Right. Uh, um, God, these things are so anachronistic. Like, I just have no memory of some like the things that we discuss on a day-to-day thing just quickly fade right into irrelevance. Anyway, keep listening. Yeah, please. <laughs> we, uh, Karis Bueller's Day Off. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I think that'll probably do yeah, it for this one, right? Yep. We, let's, 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 let's put a bow on it just before the one hour mark. Sure. Um, what else do we have coming this summer? We're going to be... Back in probably about two weeks, because I'm going on vacation next week. So Sounds like it's going to be gone a while. Uh, we're gone for seven days, yeah. We're starting when? Uh, Saturday morning. Okay. Quite early Saturday morning, and we come back the following Saturday. Uh, we're going to go to Brandon's show that night. Not Brandon. Um, Daniel's show that night. What? Daniel's, like, record release oh, thing right. at Knitting Factory. You should talk to Georgia if you want to go. Um, Because I think she can get you tickets. Oh, great. Yeah, I will. Uh, Anyway, 
thank you so much for listening. Hit us up. Where would people hit us up? Please hit us up uh, at Maybe Next Time on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And please send us your questions, comments, thoughts, nicknames. You can still get them in at Maybe Next Time <laughs> at gmail.com. Uh, Mama Theo. <laughs> Mama Theo. Um, um, so, and also, uh, please rate, um, and subscribe to us on your iTunes, your Stitchers, your, uh, you know, Player FM radio. Your Stitchers. Your, what, what is the one? Oh, Spotify. Uh, anywhere you get your podcast, pretty much we are there. Audio boom. <laughs> audio boom. <laughs> yeah, audio boom is a place to get it. Uh, you know what? We're going to throw up a hot IG tonight of ourselves. Okay. Um, so follow us there and see you know what it's like to spend an evening uh Recording a podcast. I'm I'm convalescing also. So right, right. I'm so he's not going to look as, as fly as he usually does. Yeah. Uh, all right. Anyway, thank you, folks, for listening. Uh, we can't wait to talk to you soon, and we will go ahead and see ya next time. I was tired of my lady. We'd been together too long. Like a worn-out recording of a favorite song. She lay there sleeping I read the paper in bed And in the personal columns There was this letter I read If you like Pina Colada